It's Wednesday Wonders, science fiction and fantasy on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Dr. Assis. Morning, Kasperzak. So glad you could finally tear yourself away from whatever it was you were doing when I called you. Yeah, sorry about that, Kasperzak. It's just that I was in the middle of taking care of one of my patients, which I believe is part of my job description as a doctor working in a hospital, you know, and something I thought I made pretty clear in the reply to the text that you sent me. Which I sent over an hour ago. You know, being a doctor must be difficult to you, what with the whole caregiver thing. I don't like your attitude, Dr. Assis. I know, you know, I'm not terribly fond of it myself, coincidentally enough. But unfortunately, I find myself in the position of being forced into it by your beginning attitude since I first came here. <sighs> now, maybe things would change if perhaps you and I came to some sort of professional behavioural agreement. We could approximate something resembling a truce, you know? No man's land, mutually assured self-destruction, I don't know. Just something to take the pressure off. Dr. Aziz... Do you not like your position here at St. Rita's? That's an interesting question. Do you mean job or do you mean position? Because if it's my job, child developmental psychology, then yeah, I like it very much. I wouldn't have spent all that time in university kind of brushing up on it if I didn't like it. As for position, well, you know, that's a different story, isn't it? Indeed it is, Dr. Aziz. Because if you are unsatisfied with your position here, I could simply have you replaced. Yeah, you could do that, yeah. And then that would be the end of my temporary work visa and I have to pack up all my things and head all the way back to London. And that's something I'm trying to avoid. You do indeed have me over a barrel. I just thought maybe you might think about putting a cushion down first on top of that so I can minimise the splinters is all. I mean, don't get me wrong, Kasperzak, I am indeed very, very grateful for what you've done for me here. It's just that I'm also less than comfortable. I do not exactly luxuriate in my employment either, Dr. Aziz, but we have jobs to do and I expect them to be done. Now, do you have the information I asked for concerning the patient? Helen, you mean? You know, you could have easily looked up my report in the computer system. It would have saved us both a lot of time. I want your first-hand personal impressions of the patient from you, Doctor. Right. Understood. Well, she seems perfectly normal. I mean, apart from the sleep disorder and being constantly plagued by nightmares, she's holding up quite well for a girl her age. According to your report, you said she has trouble distinguishing the nightmares from reality. Yep, it's not uncommon in children, and admittedly for an adolescent she should be past that stage by now, but I don't know her background, I don't know how she was brought up, I don't know if she suffered any trauma in her childhood. I don't have any information on her at all, she can't tell me because she can't remember it. But you say she's holding up well. Well, considering the situation she's in, yes. Is she strong? She shows no signs of physical, emotional, or sexual abuse, if that's what you're asking. I'm asking you if, in your opinion, you consider her to be strong. Well, let me think about that. Young girl alone in a hospital, constantly being interrogated and having tests done to her, no family, and very little or no memory of her past. She may be the strongest person I've ever met. 
Thank you, Doctor. You can go. Uh, one thing before I do, though. Doctor Aziz, we can discuss your uh, employment conditions at a later date. It's not that. It's not that. Though that would be nice. Uh, it has to do with Helen, sort of tangentially. Um, the number 144, what does that mean? I beg your pardon? I was looking at Dr. Baker's notes, my predecessor, who was looking after Helen before he transferred out. These are his handwritten version. If you notice, the number 144 just sort of turns up in the margins on every page. I don't know, perhaps it was a personal idiosyncrasy? Yeah, but it doesn't turn up in anybody else's reports except for the ones on Helen. And then, prior to him, there was Dr. Loretta Kim. These are her notes here. See for yourself. Last page. I don't know what I am looking for. Turn it over. Now... Admittedly, I didn't actually count them, but she had to have written the number 144 at least two or three thousand times on there. Now, as I said before, I'm not ungrateful for what you've done for me, Casper Zack, and I'm certainly in no position to argue about my circumstances, but seeing as I replaced both of those doctors and we all have Helen in common, I thought I'd be a bit appreciative that if there's some kind of pattern emerging, you could give me a hint as to what it might be, that way I might be able to catch it ahead of time. Dr. Aziz, how strong are you? I can't say I've been adequately tested in that regard. Try to stay that way. In the meantime, I would like for you to interview one of our other patients. Here is the information you will require. Oh, well, thanks. I've got a full dance card, so what's one more? This is an adult. I know you work principally with children, but I believe if you interview him and observe his condition, you will see certain patterns emerge. Right. Well, I'll go over and have a talk with him then. Uh, not quite yet. He is not ready for you, but he will be soon. Return to your duties and I will inform you then. You're the boss. Huh. Sir Hanover Phillips. Imagine that. Born in the UK, I had to come all the way to the Pacific Northwest to meet a proper knight. Technical Difficulties presents The Account, A Tale of the Waking World, The Lightning for Hire, Part 4. Not a good thing. And neither is that. 
Okay, let's take a little stock here. We're in a lobby that gives us some room to maneuver, which is good. And that gives that thing, whatever it is, room to maneuver, which is bad. Um, maybe you should leave before you get in trouble? I, yeah, uh, well, that's very thoughtful of you. Okay, Helen, listen. Do you know this place well? Mm-hmm. Okay, I need you to run and hide. And I'm going to give you time to do that by dealing with whatever's coming after us. Please don't. You can't stop the orderlies. The orderlies, huh? Well, don't worry about me. I'm a lot stronger than I look. So am I. It really doesn't help. Jesus. Helen, you know how I keep saying, listen to me? Yeah, even though you know I am. Yes. It's one of those stupid things adults do around kids to make them think that they're in charge and that they know what they're doing. Even though the reality is they're really, really terrified. But you saw right through that, didn't you? Yes. Well, this time I mean it. I really, really need you to listen to what I'm about to tell you. My name is Hanover. I'm a knight. And I will protect you. I know. But until then, I need to protect you. What are you doing? Chairs spread around. Looks like there was a big audience. 
You know, there should be a religious icon in the center there, even though there's nothing. Maybe they were praying for salvation. Well, if they were, it wasn't any of the gods I'm familiar with. I don't recognize these symbols or the script. I'll grab some samples, maybe Metadine can cross-reference it. Yeah, and guess what? It's yet another thing that's not on the map. Look, Turvey, I know you think Cole might have had something to do with this. I didn't say that. I just said that's one possible explanation. Well, I've got another one. We've been following a map the research team left for us. Yeah, they could have done this. Or they just could have left it off the map, like everything else in this building, this altar, looks like it's been here for ages. Yeah. Shit, I was hoping to get a picture of that, but my phone is still dead. Well, maybe next time we should just bring a regular old film camera with us on one of these outings. Yeah, maybe. Speaking of mechanical things, how much time do we have left? Um, about an hour and ten minutes. Oh, good. I'm having so much fun, I wouldn't want to leave too soon. Yeah, well, why don't we at least get some fresh air, then? Whew, that's better. Yeah, it feels like we've been in there all day. Well, at least we can take a little break in the sunlight, what there is of it. Yeah. If this St. Regis is analogous to the one that's on Earth, it was probably built right next to a marsh as well. What makes you say that? It's catwalks. You've got the little benches and observation points along there. Probably used for bird watching. Hmm, makes sense. Although that one was probably built next to a marsh, not dunked in it like this one. Yeah. Those catwalks just go off into the reeds. Yeah, and they come back out further down. You sure? I don't know if I want to test a theory like that in a place like this. Oh, yeah. Especially after what Cole said about something possibly living in the marsh. Mm. Do you sense anything about this? Nope. Not a thing. Just as empty as the inside of the hospital. Mm. So I take it there was a reason you wanted to come out and look at the marsh, Turvey? Yeah. Something I noticed when we pulled up and I'm not still sure about you see the way the creek comes down the middle there, just kind of cuts through the reeds? Yeah. Like an S. S for S-shape. S for S-shape. Um... Do it with me. S for S-shape. And trace the shape in the air with your finger like I'm doing. S for S-shape. S for S-shape. S for S-shape. You got that? Yeah, I think so. Good. Try to keep it clear in your mind for later. Do I need to start being concerned about you right now, Turvey? Not to worry, pretty lady. There's a method to this madness, but it's going to be easier to explain a little later on. Oh. So I should just be worried all around, then? Well, duh. <laughs> what was that? It came from further down the building. It's Cole. He's got Hanover. Hanover looks hurt. Okay, time's up. we got to get over there. Um, how to... Uh... Just go. You're a goblin. You can get there faster if you climb along the side of the building. I'll take the long way. Well, no. You don't cut through the building by yourself. I said the long way, not the stupid way. I'll skirt around the outside of the building. Now go. You better. And be careful. And that goes double for you, Missy. <sighs> I'm so glad I decided to spend my autumn years in an uneventful occupation like bus driving. <laughs> oh. Right when I was alone and turned my back. You're good, whatever you are. Yes? Good morning, Helen. I just thought I'd come back in and check up and see how my favourite patient is doing. Now, before you say another word, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I'll bet he says that to every single one of his patients. Well, you're right, I do. But in your case, I genuinely mean it. And yes, that's exactly what I say to all my patients as well, so don't feel left out. <laughs> so you're feeling all right, then? You look quite tired. Um, I was out again. Oh, out of your room, or was it the other kind you told me about? 
the other kind. I was out after curfew and they didn't like that, so they brought me back here. These would be those orderlies you told me about, right? Mm-hmm. You don't like it when they bring you back here, do you? No. Well, frankly, I don't blame you. I mean, look at this place. I don't like being dragged back here every single day myself. I know how that feels. Now, Helen, I know I've asked you this before, but you always describe the same experience to me when you go out. Are you sure you're not dreaming? Like when you sleep, you mean? Yeah. No. Dr. Kasperzak says I don't dream when I sleep. Well, yeah, that's what she tells you. What does she know, after all? I mean, I expect she doesn't dream herself, if I'm any judge of character. If she does, it's all about hospital efficiency. It's okay. I don't really want to. What, you don't want to dream? Mm -mm. Come on, don't say that. Dreams can be very nice things. I mean, you get to do stuff like, you know, fly, play with magical animals, uh, run through fields of daisies while dressed as a pirate wearing big fuzzy bear slippers. Although that one may be my own personal thing. I read about the bad ones. You know, like, all the stuff that happens to you during the day just gets into your head, and then when you dream, it becomes something worse? Yeah. Nightmares, that's what those are. I don't want that. So is that why you're not sleeping? Because you look really tired, I have to say. Mm. How about this? What if I told you that I could give you a pill that would let you sleep and would guarantee that you wouldn't have any dreams? Just calm your brain right down and just let you get some rest. No dreams, no nightmares, nothing like that. If you want that, I will go get it personally and bring it back to you. Okay. No, 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 you don't understand. That was not an order to take a pill, you know, disguised as me being kind to you. I actually want to know that you want this. Yes, I'd like that very much. Yeah, you see, every once in a while it pays to be extremely honest with people. I'm going to go get that and I'll be right back and then you can take it and, you know, get some rest. Who knows, maybe you're done with going out for the time being. This time wasn't so bad. I met somebody. Did you now? Oh, dear me. Do I have a rival for your affections? So tell me, was he nice? Mm-hmm. He said he'd protect me. Well, that's good to know. It's always nice to know that there's somebody out there willing to protect you. All right, I'm going to get your thing. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I won't. Wow. Protect you. It's a better offer than I can make, Helen. All I can do is save you. been listening to The Account, a tale of the waking world, written and performed by Kyan Chris Conroy as part of the Technical Difficulties podcast series. You can contact me at techdiff at gmail.com, comment on this show over at techdiff.com, follow us at Twitter at twitter.com slash techdiff, or look for Technical Difficulties over on Facebook. To be continued next time on The Account, a tale of the waking world, the lightning for hire.
I'm Kai and Chris Conroy. And I'm Leonard Vizelsniks, and we're here to tell you about the Technical Difficulties Podcast. That's right, Leonard. Do you remember those thrilling days of yesteryear? The Depression was in full swing, FDR was president, and we were ankle-deep in the last guilt-free war we'll ever fight? That's right. Big Band was the music of the era. You could see a movie with a trolley in it for five cents and hop on Betty Davis for a dime. And of course... You read that wrong. It's what it says in the script. Give me that. Hop on Betty Davis for a dime. See, I told you. My mistake. No problem. <clears throat> and of course, the crowned king of entertainment was the radio. The radio. All the greats were there. Jack Benny, Burns and Allen. The Shadow, the Whistler. Red Rider and the Lone Ranger. And of course, Bob and Ray. Well, those days are gone forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, since that part of your schedule is kind of freed up now, uh, we thought maybe you'd like to listen to our show. It's called Technical Difficulties. It's a scripted sketch comedy podcast. Produced weekly, there is over 75 episodes. With an archive of over 30 hours of original comedy content. And featuring a cast of over 300 characters, all voiced by one guy. That would be me, Kai and Chris Conroy. I write, produce, direct, and perform the entire ding-dang thing all by myself. Well, you do have occasional guests. Yeah, well, but I mean, not very often. Okie dokie. Well, if you'd like to hear Technical Difficulties, here's how. Well, yes, Leonard. Do the announcer voice. Huh? Oh, oh, right, right. If you'd like to listen to the Technical Difficulties Podcast, then head on over to techdiff.com, T-E-K-D-I-F-F.com to pick up the RSS feed, or go over to iTunes, where you can subscribe there under comedy. That's right. It's spelled technical, T-E-K-N-I-K-A-L. We spelled it funny, because who wants an audience to be able to find you easily? Yes, we were being clever. Yeah. Certainly outsmarted ourselves. Mm-hmm. So remember, that's technical difficulties at techdiff, T-E-K-D-I-F-F, dot com for all your comedy needs. Go on over there and give it a listen. Come on, Hitler's dead. You've got the time. That's techdiff.com, T-E-K-D-I-F-F. Hope to see you there. Hokey dokey. Bye. I'd jump on Betty Davis for a dime. You and me both busted. That'd be like, what, 20 cents or something? That's Technical Difficulties. T-E-K-N-I-K-A-L-D-I-F-F-I-K-U-L-T-I-E-S. Techdiff.com.